Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Wrestling Conversations. I just want to take a second to say thank you to everyone that has checked out uh, this episode and previous ones um, that we have done. So before we get into the interview today, um, I wanted you guys uh, to do a couple things for me. So if you could please leave the show a, a rating, leave us a review, that would certainly be very helpful. Also, please follow us on X. It's kind of weird to, to keep calling it that, but follow us on X. The handle is at W-R-E-S convo c-o-n-v-o pod p-o-d so please give us a follow um on there as well so our guest today um, is waiting of post wrestling so you can hear way on lots of different podcasts from post so whether they're reviewing raw smackdown dynamite uh, new japan pay-per-views they, they cover all sorts of topics and um, way is a co-owner of post wrestling so we talk about how he got his start covering wrestling back in the the law radio show days and the fight network and how he and john pollock um, started post wrestling so we're going get to get into all that and much more so please give this conversation uh, a listen welcome back everyone to another episode of wrestling conversations today our guest mr wei ting wei thanks for taking the time how are you hey matthew thank you so much for having me here um i I'm happy to have a wrestling conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, for you guys too, and I guess for everyone, this has been a pretty crazy, pretty crazy week here so far with, you know, the passing of Terry Funk and then also Bray Wyatt. I listened to you guys' show that you've I mean, done for both of them. And then yesterday, I think you guys, um, I listened to that show that you guys did about Bray and uh, I think you guys really covered it and like the best that you can and like when everything is still so fresh and just kind of paying tribute. What was your experience like um, covering, covering that? Well, yeah, um... I, it's been strange, you know, it's been a really, really weird week, um, because so we were looking forward to this week as, um, all in week, you know, it's, it was like the week that I think we were supposed to all just like talk about this, well, supposedly, well, not supposedly, it is one of the biggest shows of all time in professional wrestling. And, um, the past few days, I mean, everything has just kind of been derailed with, you know, these two tragedies, um, so it's it it's been a lot of like kind of um scrambling um i mean it's more honestly like on the the people who work on the site on the right writing and like constant keeping um up to date um side of things in like you know neil flanagan who's been doing a great job covering the writing on the stories and of course john who's also been doing a, a ton of writing uh, in the midst of, uh, you know, preparing for a Terry Funk ob obituary. I mean, this Bray Wyatt news drops. So, um, you know, my end is more like, you know, keeping up with the with the news so that we can do the audio and uh, providing what we can out there for, I think, the audience who, you know, everybody is looking for, if not necessarily answers, at least, you know, maybe the sound of some familiar voices to kind of talk about, um you know, to communally, like, honestly, grieve, like, especially in the case of, uh, you know, a surprising um, death in Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I'm strictly just a just a fan, but it's like, yeah, you don't know these people. But if you, you know, spent that much time watching them, they become a big part of your life, too. So I think for me, it's, it's helpful just to like almost even process what just like happened by hearing you guys kind of cover it and just have that time to in a way, I guess, give thanks, like in my own way of just listening to that and just kind of reminiscing. So that was something I think a lot of wrestling fans do appreciate that you guys cover that in that detail. 
Thank you. Well, I'm glad we could provide that. It's honestly like it's a privilege that we actually have a, a, a forum and that we built, you know, a bit of a community to be able to provide that for um, certain audiences. And um, we've had a call in portion on our uh, SmackDown review yesterday, and we just had some really, really, really terrific calls just to be able to hear the sound of people's voices as they talk about you know their memories uh, or even through writing. I mean, a lot of people obviously have very kind of complex emotions attached to both of these figures. Sure, sure. So, you know, and today I, I want to have you on as a guest too, because I've, I mean, I've been aware of you guys for probably close to the beginning when, when posts started. Um, so I, this will probably not be a thing where we go step by step, but where did you kind of get your start in covering wrestling to any degree? Was it the radio show? Um, I suppose, well, I mean, you know, getting involved in the radio show, uh, which was live audio wrestling, uh, you know, which was sort of um, what, what post wrestling grew out of. Um, I actually got into live audio wrestling through television, you know, so um, we, Live Audio Wrestling was owned by um, a TV channel at that time called Fight Network. Um, so I had actually went to school for television, same program as uh, John Pollock, my partner. And uh, we had, um, you know, uh, they they were looking for interns. And I was, I happened to be the right age and I happened to have the right interest, I suppose, and the right sort of skills they were looking for. And I got in through that as an intern and pretty much within like my first week, um, one of the general managers there asked me if I wanted to be a call screener for the radio show. And I had always listened to the law even before, you know, um, like for years up until that point, you know, I, was, I jumped at the opportunity. I mean, I don't even know if I was really getting paid for it or anything, but um, it was a chance to like be involved and um, I would drive like for, I feel like a year to years, I, I want to say um, 11 p.m. East, Eastern time on a Sunday night um, every week just to go up there answer phone calls and just to kind of be around you know this radio show that i really liked um and i did that for a long time and obviously you know through throughout became really good friends with john we started working together with projects at school and then eventually at some point um i started doing more on air and it wasn't even because i really wanted to i was perfectly happy doing stuff behind the scenes but um i think john just like i don't know uh, found me amusing in whatever ways and decided to just even like trick me sometimes into being on air by like telling me to just get into sure. a room and and talking and we started doing these little like podcasting was relatively novel at the time i mean the law was a radio show on broadcast radio um but we started uploading those shows onto podcast streams or sort of like pod podcast platforms and um john also then decided to record a little bit of bonus content. And I suppose that's where we came in. You know, he was looking to do more on air as well. And we started recording these little um, discussions. And then eventually they evolved into reviews and um, they started to get really popular. So uh, Review Away was was the name of that little podcast. We started gaining a little bit of a following on our own. And that just, you know, evolved into basically our own raw reviews, our own SmackDown reviews, our own TNA reviews and uh, when the law ended, we just decided to carry on, and you know, there's post wrestling. So, and you mentioned you brought John up too, and I've I've heard the story of how you and John met. Is that okay? Is, is this how it actually went down? Where okay, it was through school. <laughs> I think you were talking about the 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 law, and then John happened over here. Is that actually how that went down? It absolutely is. Okay. Well, he actually, well, oh, very close, very close. He okay. was the one talking about the law. Um, so uh, I had okay. always seen this guy. I had, in fact, I had classes with this guy 
and I I um never spoke to him. He never spoke to me. We just like we never like we never looked like we would ever be friends. I suppose you know. So or, or maybe we're just kind of like relatively quiet. Believe it or not, you know, outside of like you know be, being on air, and so never really interacted. And then I just overhear this guy in in this um, auditorium talking about radio show uh, this cult radio show that i didn't think anybody listened to because you have to remember wrestling was still a pretty niche thing so not only like was this guy talking like about wrestling but talking about a radio show that aired at like 11 p.m on a sunday evening that mm -hmm. i didn't think anybody ever listened to so i was like hey are you talking about the law and he's like yeah um i'm john pollock I work on the website, I believe is what he told me. And I'm like, I hear like I hear them say, oh, thanks to John Pollock, you know, at the end of the show yeah. all the time. So I'm like, I was stunned. I'm like, you're the John Pollock. That's uh, sort of like, you know, the big line. You're the John Pollock. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> you... And then I asked for an autograph. No, nah, I'm just kidding. And then I was like, oh, really cool. That's really cool. So then um, we didn't even really become friends after that. It wasn't until I realized he worked for the fight network and then we just started started to become friends after that that way sure that's one of those i feel like that's an all-time story i remember hearing that a while back <laughs> and i was like is that really how that is that really how that went down or just like what are the chances of that where you were aware of what that is and i think my scope of things too is like my day-to-day -day life i feel like i i don't run into anybody part of it's where i live i don't run into anybody that also likes wrestling so if i were to go talk about this show that i like listening to odds are people are not gonna have any idea what i'm talking about which yeah, I think it's so. the way it is. But um, okay, so when you when you guys um, when everything went down with like the fight network and the, the law and everything like that too, was it a, a debate of what what or what would you do next? Or right when that happened, were you guys thinking, yes, we're going to go on our own and keep this going? What was that time kind of like for you guys? Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, there wasn't um, that much debate because we were talking about doing this even while we were still a part of the fight network or the law. Mm -hmm. um, so you know the law was probably like, like maybe to at least our this audience our most public facing like project that you know John and I were a part of um but really our full-time jobs was the fight network mm -hmm. I was an editor slash camera operator slash like you know a lot of behind the scenes things John was uh you know uh did did a lot uh, um on camera um did a lot maybe behind the scenes for the website at the time did a lot of writing um and neither of us, I would say, were that happy with our roles there. Um, you know, it was a company that wasn't necessarily growing. We weren't really making more money. Uh, we saw a lot of our friends get let go just due to cutbacks. And then we were always talking about what our next step would be. And we saw so much growth potential with our podcast side of things that we were as early as, you know, um, I think we got let go on the Monday, but it was like the Friday where we were having our own private discussions about like, hey, like, what would we do if, you know, we decided to quit? Um, and we kind of gave ourselves a timeline. But it just so happened that on the next Monday, that timeline was sped up for us. And so we knew exactly what we were going to try. We had, you know, a bit of a cushion just through like, you know, severance. And um, that just gave us like all the confidence we needed to be able to just say like, all right, for this length of time, we're going to like, you know, give our best effort trying to push our own, you know, um, business. And um, thankfully it worked out. It always fascinates me to like whatever, whether it's wrestling or if it's other things too, where people take kind of that, that leap of faith and going in on their own too. So like for you, it comes across like, oh, it's no big deal, but I'm trying to put myself into your shoes at that time. It's like, wow, I don't think I would have the guts to actually 
do that. I think it helps that you guys, you know, are already doing things kind of on your own too. And we're thinking about that, but wow, that's, um, for me, I feel like in probably the general person, I feel like that's a, that's a tough bridge to cross. Thank you. So, uh, thank you for saying that. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that, but you're right. Like for me, um, because I just saw the steps so clearly, it really didn't feel like um, that much of a courageous move. And I feel like if you ask maybe a lot of people about like things that I perceive to be incredibly like ambitious and courageous, I mean, if they see the the basically the the steps to the magic trick, they probably you know don't think of it as big of a deal either. Um, I mean, I've, I I would just say like we were both very fortunate, you know. Uh, number one, I'm fortunate to have somebody as you know talented and as hardworking as John to partner up with, and then we just had a, an incredibly loyal fan base through our years of like you know producing content um, as part of the Fight Network and the Law that um, they were willing to follow us wherever we went. So yeah, I, I'm just lucky, honestly. So you guys and you guys cover so much stuff that's the next thing i wanted to ask you so and it's you and john and you guys i know you guys have plenty of people helping you out too but just the amount of whether it's stuff on the website or then for your podcast too i mean you're covering raw smackdown nxt dynamite collision new japan pay-per-views i mean the list goes on plus there's lots more stuff on patreon too um bonus shows on top of that too how do you guys i mean how do you manage that workload because I, th I feel like it's, for what you guys do, many people probably think of what you do as like a dream job. But I feel like if, if they really sit down and think about it, I, I feel like, um, yeah, it's you still get to do what you, you love to. But I cannot imagine how much work that that is. How do you, how do you balance that workload? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, I, I actually, like, think about this often just because, like, I follow a lot of um, um, content about content creation. And con constantly, you know, a theme of it is that um, because, you know, for a lot of people, these are dream jobs, but um, it's 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 about like I, there's a lot of content out there about burnout and then the constant sort of like striving to keep up and to keep up with other people that, you know, also want to make this their dream job. Um, and it's exhausting, completely exhausting and to the point where like I'm very conscious of like something that I, I love um you know that i don't talk about right now um if i ever wanted to make content for it and really make it uh sort of like a full-time thing i realized that i run the risk of it not no, no longer being my my passion no longer being a hobby no longer being something i escape to without the pressure of having to you know make sure people like pay money for it um so how do we manage it i mean we just you know with with all the wrestling that's out there and it's only gotten it's more than doubled you know the, um, in terms of like how much like i would say a like first run important relevant wrestling content there is to cover um we just go ahead and do it you know we just like carve out the time um we do we do like run into our limits and i think we that was recently felt with like collision where we just said like there's no way we could sacrifice like a a, a, a week weekend night you know from our families um in order to cover the show so we've had to reach out of course and we have incredibly capable uh, network right now of like co hosts and co-hosts that we can rely to. So uh, John Cena, Kate from Montreal do an incredible job of it. Um, they have for, you know, almost two months now. Um, people honestly like maybe more capable than me, certainly. So I'm, I'm really glad we could do that. As you mentioned, Braden and Davey uh, are friends who do uh, NXT and have been doing that for man. Davey Braden's been doing it for, I feel like 10 years at this point. 
Um, so yeah, that's how we do it. We rely on other people. And then beyond that, just, we just kind of grind and, you know, time manage ourselves. And how do you like it because of like, yeah, it's still, it's something that obviously is, is like a passion of, of both you and, and John too, but it's, you know, I, I myself work a nine to five job where that has its downsides, but it also has it. There's tremendous benefits to that too. It's like when I'm home, you know, unless I've got to do, I work with, um, I work with patients, so I might have to do like paperwork and stuff like that at home if I don't get all my patient notes done, stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, if I do what I'm supposed to at work, I can get it done or get it close good enough to where I can it can be picked up the next day. But for you guys, I feel like it's kind of a 24-hour gig in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. How do you find that way where you can kind of decompress and take a step away from that Why, with that kind of intense schedule of, oh, I've got something on every night that I've got to watch and then also cover? What do you do to kind of separate yourself? Yeah, honestly, it's been a real challenge. Um, oftentimes, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily able to separate it because I think from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, I'm trying to keep up with wrestling news just so that I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, oftentimes, um, I, it's it's still something I really enjoy. You know, I think even if I wasn't doing this, I'd be very interested in the world of like, like, oh, like, what's going on with CM Punk, you know? <laughs> and, <Right>. uh <laughs> who's getting kicked out of like collision i mean this this is just like juicy fun gossip that i think anybody would be interested in um and thankfully like that is like a big part of the job is just simply keeping up and Mm -hmm. forming your own opinions about like you know these news events um but beyond that you do need moments of like you know detaching for me and it's detaching from like you know thinking about oh like you know what could be better about this or like you know like uh, i gotta you know make 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 something for you know to to promote this this thing um and uh you just like you just have to put it down eventually you know at some point because you just like get lose energy like for me it's hard i find i rarely like sit down and watch wrestling outside of the things i I review just because i i sit down and watch so much of it just as part of the job that um like if you see in the background um i don't know how many people can see the video here but like i have no wrestling stuff you know in, in the back of my my room here um because it's i get enough of it when i'm looking at the screen when i'm looking forward that i kind of want the rest of my life to be filled with my other hobbies and interests so um that's kind of maybe how i detach so you mentioned other hobbies what do you feel like if you're not if you're not covering wrestling what do you what do you like to do on a typical well i should even say typical day because maybe it can't happen every day but if you get that time to kind of dive into other hobbies what are some of those things that you like to do yeah um that's a really good question because, like, I feel like I've lost a lot of that um, right now. I mean, I really would love to devote more time just to kind of, like, um, doing any form of exercise. I feel like that's something I've really kind of let go uh, ever since I I had my first child, of course. But beyond that, I've always been a huge fan of Lego. Uh, as you can see in the background, that's, you know, a lot of what I fill my time with. And I have just a huge, like, backlog of things that I w- would love to just sit down and dedicate time to building but for whatever reason really haven't been able to um music you know is, is a bit of a passion of mine so I like playing guitar I would love to spend more time doing that uh and you know taking care of myself as well so probably some of those things sure sure I can kind of relate to that you mentioned I, and I don't do Lego but you said there's a stack of things so I'm I mentioned this to you before we got on air I'm a big comic book guy so I'm the guy at the comic shop every you know new books come out Wednesdays here so every one to two weeks, and I'm looking off camera here, I've got a big stack of comics that have not been read yet, and they just build and build and build. And um, I don't even have any kids, so I'm so I'm I think I'm be, maybe behind you a step or two because I'm shouldn't be the case, but 
Well, you have a job. I mean, clearly, you know, life gets in the way. We all have like, you know, something that like takes takes our time away. And um, I I can I can relate because I used to be, you know, Wednesday warrior. Is that what they call them? Um, yeah, that, that's about right. That's about right. Yep. I've heard and that then, one a time or two. and then I just kind of um gave up just because um, you know, I found the process relatively like unsatisfying having to wait for chapter after chapter. So like, if anything, I I just kind of stopped reading altogether. But if I were, were to go back, I think I'd stick more to trades. Um, but you know, eventually you you'll get to it. I'm sure. You know. Yeah, I think it's it's something too. It's just sometimes I feel like you know I, that's what I do for a job is partially help people with time management and sometimes i wonder like am i great with that my my uh with myself too because like where does my where does my time go but i i started mostly with trades and i kind of went the other way where I, but i i don't read everything in single issues i get the books i really like in singles and then i read trades and pretty much everything else so i'm kind of half and half i guess at this point but but it's, it's like there's a ritual of going to the store and picking up these items that's so much fun, right? That's what I I think that's what I like too. And like the shop I have and I've been to shops that are not this way too. Like the guys that run the shop that is that I go to are super nice. Like you go in, you have that conversation with people, you can comment on, Oh, like there's these new books. So there's that element too that I feel like if I read and trade, I don't have that. But I don't need that for every book that's out there. So if I'm just getting a handful of things, that's more manageable. And you can still kind of have those discussions and have fun going down to the shop, things like that. It's kind of a, when I get off work Wednesday, it's something I can look forward to. That's kind of, kind of how I like to look at it at least. I completely understand. Yeah. Every Wednesday it's like, oh, like I, like this is my day to go to the comic shop or, or, you know, pick up this new thing. Even if it's just like a little tiny thing, again, you might not be reading just the idea that you're going to get something new. You're going to be in a different environment. You're going to see these people that also feel this excitement. Um, it's, it's a wonderful ritual. Absolutely. So, you know, kind of going back to, to post too, and I feel like you guys and you guys have been around for what, five, six years at this point. Yes. Okay. I believe we just had our, uh, we're approaching our sixth. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, I was aware of you guys before this too, but then I think before I actually kind of checked your guys's podcast, or I think I'd been to the site too. I had, I think it was Chris Charlton from new Japan. I remember like he had brought you guys up on commentary a handful of times when I was watching this was, this was years ago. Um, at this point, um, but I feel like you guys have just have a really good reputation within wrestling too. I'm also clearly, as if anyone can see this behind me, um, big action figure collector too. So I listened to the, have you heard of the major wrestling figure of podcast? Course. Oh yeah. So, so Brian is a big fan of you guys. He's brought that up on the podcast on several occasions too. So it's like, I think, I think overall, whether it's people that enjoy the content as fans or if it's other wrestlers kind of checking things out, I've, I've heard lots of good things like over the years too. What do you think like attributes... What do you think is a tribute to that strong reputation that you guys have built in such a short, short period of time? Um, first of all, it's still like pretty crazy for me to think like anybody in the industry would any get any value out of like, you know, what, what, um, certainly I have to say, I understand why they would like John, you know, he's an incredible reporter and just like, he's, I think, superhuman when it comes to just, you know, his research and dedication. So, but I'm like the fact that like, you know, I could take up half the airtime and, um, somehow bring something of value is still a bit mind blowing to me. Um, I think, mm, I think a lot of it is just maybe a bit of a, a dedication to mm, rational discussion or maybe as rational as like we can put out there. We rarely, I think, ever try to sensationalize anything. Um, my my philosophy when it comes to podcasting is to just present, I think, what feels um, honest 
you know, what feels like um, a discussion that I would have with John off air, a discussion that we would have, you know, just as friends, um, but recorded. So there's maybe hopefully that's that's part of it. I, I think I'm on. I'm relatively balanced when it comes to my opinions, although depending on who you ask, um, you know, I might I might be more biased as we all would be. You know, we all, we're all humans. We all have right. like one preference over another. So um, but I, I think for the most part, I try to be as rational. And I try to see all sides of like, you know, whether if it's something I'm reviewing or if it's a news topic, I really do try my best to um, bring um, at least uh, different perspectives about why something might be working might be done even if it doesn't necessarily work for me so i hope that's a part of the reason why people might gravitate towards us i think we have a natural like sometimes you know funny chemistry that a lot of people flock to as well that they might come back to um but overall i think maybe i hope that it's due to the comprehensive coverage or just the fact that people find us you know like a, a warm familiar voice at this point yeah, I think I would definitely agree with that too. It's just like, I think you guys cover everything so thoroughly too. I think you're, yeah, like you said, there's obviously going to be some opinion in everything, but you guys are, I think, like you said, you don't sensationalize anything like that too. I think people, you just get the sense that um, you and John and all the other people you have working for you too are just, um, I think just good people. I think that's something that in wrestling and sometimes how wrestling is covered is not always the case too. And for me, if I get that sense, like for some reason, that's a big turnoff. Or if I get that sense from somebody where if I if I I feel like when I go to you guys I know I can trust you and John to cover things and it's like okay well, there's actually some good people talking about these topics too not that that's maybe important to everybody for but for me it is and I feel like I always get that sense from you guys. I appreciate that. Um, like like I'm curious because I I I guess um I'm curious to know like what you mean when like do you mean feel certain people covering might have might be dishonest or, or might have like different agendas. I, I just, I just want to kind of pick at to see what that means. I think it's some of, I think it's some of both too. And I think, I think there's a lot of people that are very good. I feel like wrestling, you know, and that's a big distinction between what is journalism and what is not too. So that's a, that's a debate that I, I won't even get into for what people um, think there too. But I think like there's definitely those people out there that, yeah, I mean, there's lots of, you know, a lot of the BS or a lot of like, not that you don't cover, like people obviously cover rumors in a way too, but I feel like there's definitely some things where people, yeah, they have agendas, they have maybe biases towards certain people. And it's like, when I hear that, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit too, especially when that's kind of mixed in with like what is fact and what is not fact too. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know if I can even articulate it better than that, but it's just one of those things where I just feel like you guys are very honest people. And that for some reason that that, that comes across for me. Mm. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, I'm glad like the medium kind of offers uh, a bit of everything because yeah, like like with podcasting, really, it's just whoever you are, whatever you want to present, like you, somebody out there might want to listen to it. So yeah. Yeah. for a lot of people, it is like you know more like uh, opinion, more personality, more you know, I guess bias if you want to call it that, as long as it reflects your yourself. So sure, yeah, yeah. I think you like you. You said it right too. It's, there's definitely room for everything too. But I, I just like the balance that you guys have where it's, yes, there there's opinion and your thoughts on this. Because I mean, if it's a review show, it's kind of what your thoughts are, but it's um, definitely toe that line, which is, I think for me, that that's that's what I prefer for sure. For sure. Cool. So one thing I was going to ask too, and this is kind of, I don't know if you've had this question or maybe for you, since you've been doing this for so long, maybe it's just not even something you are aware of even, but um if you meet somebody that maybe doesn't follow wrestling, how do you explain to them kind of what you do 
for your job? How do you, how does that go? Is that, do, pe- mm. do you get weird looks? Do people get it right away? Cause I feel like, you know, podcasts are so popular. So people, I feel like at this point are very you know comfortable with that, but I'm just thinking of my own experiences and like, okay, if I tell people I like wrestling and they, they have usually a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking that one step further for you, or do you feel like you're too far in that? It's just, that doesn't really happen too much for you at this point. Uh, no, I get it all the time. It happens okay. all the time. You know, where like I'm, you know, I hang out with like my, my wife's friends and they all have that. Like, I don't know, they're accountants, they're dentists, they're, um, uh, you know, people who have like business related jobs and then I tell them I'm a wrestling podcaster <laughs> and like they just I think they, they I get the sense a lot of them think it's just a hobby like oh uh, like sure. you know I, I must not like he must be unemployed <laughs> and and he must like not do anything but like you know occasionally talk about a very weird niche thing but like I have to explain yeah this is like my full-time job and, and it's just kind of what I feed my family on and um I I think typically the re- response is there's enough to talk about, you know, like yeah. in, in professional wrestling. Cause you have to think about it. Like the way somebody might think about professional wrestling might be the way I think about, um, horse racing or like, um, cricket or, um, I guess like, I'm trying to think, uh, speed cubing, you know, like Rubik's cube speed, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like speed yeah. cubing. Yes. Yep. Yep. So like I'm like like there's enough to talk about to fill like you know what an hour a week much less like you know every single day and I'm like yeah like there's a lot it's it's a very deep and complex sort of like world where I mean a lot of content is being produced but beyond that there's behind the scenes news every every single day um so I do my best to explain it if they're interested otherwise I just don't even bother like cuz you know yeah it, it doesn't matter. Right. I I always like and people that know me, I feel like I'm an open book about wrestling, but I don't go out of my way to bring it up usually because it's just like, I feel like if people get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. And you're not going to change their mind about it for the most part. That's been my experience where it's just like, you know, I'm fine with the questions, but this happened to me recently where I started my, I started a new job, uh, May of last year. And I think, I think what I did, so AEW came to Minneapolis, so that's I took, let's see, I think I took a couple days off because it's a, you know, four to five hour drive for me, hotel stay. So I took those days off and then they asked me like, oh, like, what are you planning to do? Because they, they, they approved the days off and then I, it had to come out like, okay, I'm going to a wrestling show. And then the, the, the questions started coming in. And then the, um, later on that year, we were planning for our Christmas party with the entire staff and they, they turned to me and said, oh, sorry, Matthew, maybe next year we'll go to a wrestling show. So then pretty soon everybody knows and we're having this whole discussion <laughs> on pro wrestling and you know there's lots of unique takes on that so it's something that i i'm always fascinated to hear if people that are very obviously if this is what you do for your job too i can imagine there's some some interesting conversations i mean i'm sure you had like oh that stuff's not like do you still get that stuff's not real right like did you still get that yes yes that's and that's what somebody told me that too and this person i i love this person to death they're a very good person but it was something like you know Oh, that's that's all like that's just all like fake, right? They don't actually like get hurt or anything. I'm like, well, there's actually a lot of like injuries, and it's like that's a actually a pretty big problem, I think, to some extent. Or yes, where it's like, but I, I just don't know how that question still gets asked. But it's like if you if you're watching a Marvel movie, do you think that's real? But some for some reason there's that there's that line that for some reason people just can't they just don't get it. I don't know why that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, 
I think for the most part, like maybe throughout um, history, wrestling has been presented as something that like it's been yeah. a con, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think a lot of people might just not be caught up, you know, to, to the point where I think a lot of us enjoy it because like, like it's a fiction, like it's the Sopranos, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but um, I get a lot of like, oh man, I used to watch all the time when it was like, you know, Steve Austin and The Rock. And then like, I of course get their Rock and Austin impressions. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, they were great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that happens. That happens a lot too. And now that I've started doing podcasts and I'm, I'm very like new into this, so it's just starting to, and, um, well, you're doing a great job. Well, well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's something I've listened a lot to. So it's like trying to do it myself. I'm like, I'm trying to do the very best that I can do, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a learning curve and trying to get people to do interviews. I knew that it was going to be hard, like coming from just starting from nothing. I knew it'd be really hard and I did not anticipate how hard it would actually be for the amount of like time that goes into trying to coordinate that and get dates down and even to give people like a for they will respond to your message or email like that is something that is like i knew it'd be really hard i didn't anticipate how hard that would actually would be it's been mm -hmm. but i think it's been good it's i've had to work hard for it and it's just like okay now i know kind of what the what the deal is with that and where i probably did not right away so it's uh it's been a good experience so far but it, it's uh something hoping to hoping to keep going with keep going with, what made you sure. want to get involved gosh i mean like I think, like like what as in involved in in creating stuff or around professional wrestling i just think it's and it's not something i would not label myself as i always think of being artistic and creative as the same thing but really they're not too but i've never really been someone that's created really a lot of like anything i've always like worked hard and i've got things done that i wanted to do but just i never had that that urge to try something more and it's really something I, I really did table for a few years where it's just kind of like well i listen to podcasts it's like that's what i do pretty much all the time even over music if i'm going for a run if i'm going for a walk or if i'm mm -hmm. you know at work doing paperwork where i have some some time i'll throw in a podcast too so it's just something that i really grew to appreciate that became a big part of my life and it's like yeah i'm not the probably the most knowledgeable you know person in the world um but i felt like it's something that um, for me, it was just something that I don't have that many people day-to-day -day life that I can talk wrestling with too. So it's just like, there was some sort of connection there where it was perfect storm of, Hey, I would like to talk about this more. I have an interest in the podcast side, whether it's for wrestling or lots of other things too. And it's something that I feel like was, yeah, I didn't know how to do any of it right away. I taught myself as, you know, as best as I, I can for right now. Um, but it felt like it was something that wasn't out of reach where I could do it and at least get something out there on my own where it was very daunting for me to think of like, okay, I need somebody else to help me with this. So it's kind of like, okay, I want to do something with wrestling. I thought about doing some type of like writing, but then what do you do with that too? So that I, I, um, I went down the podcast or I'm like, even if nobody listens to this for me, it's just, I enjoy the process so much and I, I didn't know how much I would enjoy it right away. So it's just one of those things that I just put an episode out and then I'm like, okay, I'll just keep trying and then another and another and hopefully it'll hopefully it'll keep going but um something i've had a lot of fun with for sure so far that's so awesome you know and and again just maybe as, as somebody who you know is looking from the outside um i mean you've been incredibly professional to deal with i think the way you interview is you know thus far in these 30 minutes it's is you it's really good like you you just kind of like keep your questions i mean obviously you're prepared but you keep the questions relatively short you're letting a guest like me ramble on and on and on and um i don't notice you like using any ums or uhs which is like something i still struggle with you know when it comes to to talking so um you you're doing great well appreciate it appreciate it i've, I've had people that 
have been on the show that really there was only one person that I've had as a guest so far that I knew ahead of time too. So the people that have like responded and taken the time to do this to have really like helped me out and have been patient with like, you know, any technical glitches, I think so far things have went pretty smooth on that front, but it's, um, one of those things that people have been, I was surprised how giving people really are. I expected it to be the total opposite where it's just like, okay, people will give you this much time, but the people that I've had on really have been super, super patient, but also just like very, complimentary and you know giving of their time and like if they give me tips on okay maybe you could try this or that too because that's where i feel like i do my best work is like oh if you give me you could do this better Mm -hmm. to me i'm like okay that's great i want to implement that as soon as i can because very aware that my experience level is very low and um there's a lot i still you know i still have to learn and can get better so i feel like we're always trying to improve one day at a time so that's what i try to do with this too it's worked well for other areas of my life so i'm trying to transfer that transfer that energy here so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a year from now what this show might look like. Yeah, I, I, I do too. It's something that I I think I'm at the point now where there's no going back from it. It's just, you know, I kind of upload episodes as I can, but it's just one of those things that's like, yeah, if I can increase how many I'm doing, great. But it's always trying to make it manageable because it is just, you know, it's something I'm doing for, for fun for right now and we'll see kind of where, where it goes. But it's been uh, very very rewarding at this point. That's, that's what I can say. Very um, cool. Well, before we before we get out of here, way I know you've been very you've been very gracious with your time already. To one thing I wanted to kind of point out for for people that any for anyone that doesn't know, um, these shows maybe didn't bring me to post, but like once I found them, they were something I really enjoyed too. So the two shows I'm talking about were the talk with you and John, and then also the wellness policy. Like that, those wow. are not the things that brought me there, but it's like wow, when I listen to those, for some reason, those are like two of my favorite things that you guys do, even though it's not probably the thing that is at the forefront. Um, how about you? Could you talk about those a little bit more? How did you guys end up deciding to go forward with both of those? They've both been running for a little while now, so it's not like it's it's new, but um, could you talk about that for a bit? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the wellness policy is, is a show that I think we're coming up on like two, maybe even three years, honestly, at this point. It was something that came out of the pandemic and my conversations with a... Somebody who I guess um, has listened to us for a long time, uh, but I never necessarily interacted with. His name is Jordan Goodman. He was he's my co-host on the Wellness Policy, and um, I think I heard him on uh, Braden Davies feed on the Poison Rana feed. Um, they did an episode I think at the pandemic about like talking about maybe coping with like isolation or something. And I thought, oh, okay, this guy's like really interesting. He has a lot of like you know stuff to say. Um, and then I don't know how we kind of like met up but like we started like talking to each other online and um sounds like a online dating actually (laughs) (laughs) we started like chatting i mean it kind of is like that when you're starting a podcast with somebody so you know we started having like uh really enjoyable conversations on, on regularly and then um i've always wanted to do more again maybe because we do so much professional wrestling con um content i've I've always sensed like our audience, you know, is is similar to me in that like we only have so much room for wrestling in our lives, um, and we're about more than you know we have more interest than just professional wrestling, and I certainly felt that way. So that's also when I started like uh, suggesting do or actually we were doing Marvel reviews as well at the time, and that seemed to get a pretty good amount. So I felt like a show just simply talking about like issues that were important maybe to people um of our demographic um in age bracket 
I think would be interesting, you know, and I, Jordan is a licensed therapist and um, there were so many things uh, about like self-improvement that always interested me. And honestly, like I heard about how much John was reading, like he, John reads like, you know, a book a week or, or like, I don't know, five books a week or I, something I like that. I cannot even imagine taking that yeah. on. I just. They're crazy, right? Yes. So, I mean, I, I just wanted to maybe, you know, find some form of like self-improvement for, for myself. And part of that was like wanting to read more. So it kind of started off as almost a bit of a book club where like Jordan and I, um, we'd spend a month, you know, reading a book and then talking about it. And um, the first episode, I believe, was about this book called Flow, about the concept of flow. And I really enjoyed it. And we did a few book reviews, you know, um, it, to springboard into like kind of topics about self-improvement. And then eventually we had some guests on and then we kind of eventually realized like, man, reading is a lot of work. And I also don't know how many, uh, <laughs> how, how engaged other people necessarily are because they haven't read the book. So this, the show has since evolved into more of like, you know, just strictly like a topic based conversation um, where we would either have a guest on or we would just kind of like talk about the topic ourselves with the audience. We found like a really great core group of people that would tune in live and constantly like call in with their own like, you know, uh, perspectives on, on certain topics. And then we eventually evolved to include our man, Neil Flanagan, who, you know, constantly contributed um through phone calls um, on our other shows, but also, you know, had a personal friendship with Jordan and now myself that um, he just really kind of perfectly fit into our dynamic. So that's a show we continue to do. And it's, it's constantly evolving. We just did a show where we didn't even have topics and it was just like open discussion. And um, a lot of people felt like that was our best episode yet. So I was going to, I was going to say that that one, I listened to that one was, yeah, I, I did enjoy that. I mean, it's nice to have a mix of, topics and then episode like that where there's no topic so if you wanted my opinion that was a great thing to mix in for sure i liked it well thank you so much yeah so i i definitely think we'll want to adopt like elements of that for future episodes but then you know speaking about like not having a, a topic i mean talk you know is a show that um john and i started uh i was honestly um i've always in, like enjoyed that sort of podcasting as i mentioned my philosophy when it comes to podcasting is just like turn the microphone on and pretend like nobody else is listening right and yeah. I've always listened to podcasts like that. And then I I think I was re like really inspired listening to Braden and Davey. Again, they are just, you know, major influences for me, of course. Um, I strive, I strive to be like the BDE at some point. Um, anyway, they do the show on their Patreon called, um, um, uh, man, um, God, behind the, behind the BDE. Yes. Where it's just the two of them talking. And I just like, I listen to everyone. I'm a huge fan of it. And, Honestly, beyond that, it's like thinking about what John and I can record without having to do that much prep for. And um, we're always so afraid of like, oh, who's going to be like, you know, care to listen to this? Like anytime we spend too much time bantering at the start of a review, I'm like, man, we're taking up like I, 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 I'm so self-conscious about like, you know, uh, um, this is not what people are here for. But evidently, this is what a lot of our audience is yes. there for. I was, was going to say, I mean, I think like for, for me too, like after you listen to you guys for a while, people start to feel like they know you guys and know your kind of chemistry that you have too. So like personally, I, I love those times where it's just like, okay, we get off topic for a second or you have a whole show dedicated to that and just getting kind of updates too. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely people, people, I think people like that quite a bit. 
totally yeah so we just decided to record it and again like uh reception was really strong from especially from our that's the thing about patreon you know people are kind of paying for what you're listening to you know that they probably like you and there's a good chance that they're here for not just the content but like for to know a little bit more about yourselves too so since being becoming a parent there's a lot that john and i bond over you know as it relates to that experience and that was sort of like that's a sort of a show where we can talk a lot about that as well as everything else going on with our lives Awesome. Yeah, that's something I just didn't – I didn't think, of, oh, I would not like those when I first tried them. But it's just like I listened to them. I was like, wow, I could I, – I wish this was like something that I could listen to like every every week is they're just so – there's so much that you guys could talk about too and you just get to know you guys at a deeper level too, which is – for me, which is great. Um, awesome. So wait, I won't uh, take any more of your time too, but before we get out of here, where can everybody find you and find Post Wrestling in? So please plug like the Patreon too because there's a lot of, lot of great stuff there that – unlimited stuff where you basically like you know you guys have stuff coming out every day yeah i appreciate awesome. the i really appreciate the platform matthew and uh again like you know I, I i look forward to seeing what this turns turns into a year two years three years from now because it sounds like you just have so much potential for for um for evolution and, and growth and, and perfection um well thank you <laughs> Uh, you can find my our stuff at postwrestling.com. We run beyond podcasting, of course, a really robust, uh, if I will say so myself, news coverage website where um, you get, of course, up-to-date information as well as uh, in opinions and show reports for pretty much every single thing happening in professional wrestling. Uh, it's some great write-ups right now uh, from John Pollock. Um about Bray Wyatt. So I encourage everybody to check that out. You can find post wrestling on all of the podcast feeds that you might download podcasts on, including this one, wherever you're listening. And if you really like us and want to support the channel, go to postwrestlingcafe.com. That is the link to our Patreon where we do bonus podcasts, reviews of Collision, SmackDown, retro reviews, talk, as Matthew mentioned. Um, all those things can be found uh, for our premium elite um vip mvp listeners at postwrestlingcafe.com awesome and those links will be put down below in the description so people hopefully can just head down there if you're interested click on over but wave thank you again for making the time to do this um it was a real honor to to meet you as i've been a fan of you guys for a long time so um, best of luck going forward and thank you again thank you matthew all the best